Thinking is hard, and welcome to ETC. My name is Josh, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Bailey. And today we have a very fun episode for you. Today we'll be talking about the documentary we literally just finished watching, American Meme, on mm-hmm. Netflix. Um, before we get to that, something's a little bit different, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> yes. Bailey got her gorgeous braces so that her yep. teethies can get right where they belong. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, Beautiful. So when she first got them, um, like a couple of days after, you felt like a bracket was loose. Mm-hmm. I thought it was my tooth. Yeah, and then we like we were poking with it with like one of our special little brushes. The glue matches it, the tooth yeah, color. It looked just like her tooth. And if I still have the video, I'll put it in there. And it, you could it looked just like her tooth was moving whenever she would. It was do that. scary. It looked like a piece of her tooth had broken. He was off. like, oh, Bailey, oh no, <laughs> your tooth, your tooth. <laughs> that's how you react I was to so stuff convinced. i didn't want to like, like freak tooth. out i didn't want to freak you oh, out your tooth we're gonna have to you're gonna have to get it taken out <laughs> I didn't that's want... how he that's how he reacts to stuff he's so nice about it but i was like I did, <laughs> I, yeah i was trying to like trying to I, calm you down i was trying not to like, it was a overdo back molar, it because, but still yeah. i just don't want to be 23 without and you, you were like tooth. i don't want to lose it tooth. yeah um no uh, that's not what i wanted to do yeah. so and that was just the cherry on top because the rest of the week i was struggling with a canker sore that i already previously had and then um just like learning how to floss was also just terrible i was having panic attacks (laughs) um terrible Uh uh-huh you were relearning how to floss i was relearning how to floss with braces so it was not fun ow i really did not like it but we found these brushes and these platypus um flossers and they work really well and i'm able to get through the wires yeah so a platypus flosser is like you take one of those normal little handheld little flosser thingies um except one side is really flat so that it can fit between the metal wire and your teeth it's a lifesaver it really is but they don't sell them in the stores as far as i know so you have to get them on amazon which is fine um but i will have these for about 18 months Yep. About 18 months. So. So. Got some good products so that she doesn't have to suffer. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Well, yeah. She'll be having your braces for 18 months. Get yep. those teeth all straightened out. And they're already starting to move pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it's only been like teeth. a week almost. Yeah. So. Yeah. My front teeth are starting to move. And I could definitely feel it. Yep. So. Oh, yeah. You're hurting. <laughs> We're eating some so. more soft, softer foods. Yeah. I, I can't eat. Feel, don't hurt as bad. I can't eat like any meat. It just doesn't feel very good. Yeah. And chips are out of the question i can't have gum so that's the worst part yeah i know i chew gum like for everything like especially after i eat something i like to chew gum because you know bad breath and (laughs) (laughs) and i can't so now i have to still find mints which i keep forgetting but it's okay i honestly i've been brushing my teeth a lot more too instead of like twice a day it's now no still twice a day but sometimes three times a day, if I use those little brushes, I kind of count that as brushing them because I just don't want anything in my teeth when I smile. Mm-hmm. You want to see any spinach? Oh, no. Yeah, we had, we scheduled a um, an emergency appointment with the braces doctor or the braces dentist. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sent them the video and they told us that like, oh, uh, the doc says it's not your tooth, that it's something else. And we were like. It clearly is her tooth and then it wasn't her tooth it was it was the glue <laughs> it was on exactly the what the doctor said yeah and i remember <laughs> moving the like what's funny is i remember 
the first day I got them on and I was uh, learning how to floss, I was moving the bracket and I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's supposed to be doing that. Yep. Like the bracket was moving and then I like floss between my tooth. My tooth, I thought, moved and I was like, oh, it's not the bracket, it's my tooth. And then, yeah. So they like they took off the bracket, they polished my tooth again, and they're like, we can tell you for a fact it's not your tooth, it's Good. the bracket. The bracket was loose. It's just because my tooth is so small back there. It's hard to get glue it's surface hard to get area. Glue. And yep. so even when I floss back there right now, the um, you can hear like a because it's going through the glue yeah. to get to the back back yep. tooth. So yeah, but it's not terrible. It's gotten a lot better, and the pain's starting to go away. So. I should be able to eat normal-ish foods soon. Well, should we jump into our topic for today? Yep. So the documentary American Meme on Netflix. It honestly was, it was good and it was insightful, I suppose, but uh, it was a, felt a little long. We were struggling yeah. there at the I, end. I almost the last fell asleep. 30 minutes or so. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we decided to take some notes on it. I see you wrote significantly more than I did. And uh, we can... We can talk about it. You want to start from the very beginning? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I probably should give a synopsis. quick yeah, synopsis of the documentary. So I recommend watching it yourself if you have a Netflix. Um, it's not worth getting Netflix to see. Disclaimer. Um, so long story short, it covers, I think, three or four different social media influencers. Because yeah. there's Paris Hilton, Kirill. DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. For a little bit. He's not much. Fat Jew. The Fat Jew. Uh, Brittany. Oh, Brittany Fa- Furlan. Furlan. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the primary five folks that they follow. And it kind of talks about how they got big, you know, how things started out, uh, talking about how they interact with their fans, how their life has changed since then. And at the end, they start talking about like where, where they're going to go from here. So... I know DJ Khaled is already huge with his music and with, you know, the brands he does. Paris has these huge brands that she does and is trying to find a way to not have to travel the world Mm 24-7. And who am I missing here? Kirill is trying to, is, you know, kind of struggling with his his nightlife lifestyle. He was unfortunately the one that I was hoping would have the best outcome later on. And then it just kind of ended with him, like, basically living a double life, which is unfortunate. So... There's Brittany who has, you know, found love and is happy and stuff like that. She is actually nice. married to Pamela Anderson's ex-husband. They have a Tommy. whole documentary about Tommy and Pamela. You guys should probably see it because yeah. I'm kind of interested in seeing that as well. Because apparently they were like um like an iconic duo. Oh. So and I, yeah. I don't know what happened, but yeah. And then the uh, the fat Jew has gone on to make some of the brands of his own primarily the most popular rosé in the United States and possibly the world. Mm-hmm. Um, white girl rosé, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I think I've seen that in the stores a number of times. So it, it's pretty neat. It's, it shows how the you know how these influencers started and the power of social media and the dangers of it. Yep. I think it could have gone a bit more into certain areas, but there, you know, there's a lot to cover with you know five different people. Yeah, there's a lot. I guess you don't know like, how far is too far. It's like one thing they do wrong and it's all gone downhill so fast. Like they could be loved by billions of people and then you do one small thing, which I think Paris Hilton, I forgot what she did, um, but I know Brittany did something as well and then everyone was just hating on her like yeah. immediately. Like there was just immediate like death threats and 
things that if you didn't have thick skin, you couldn't get through. So I guess they had to build that thick skin in order to get through yeah. the hardship they were going through. So I think it was definitely an example of how social media can make you an instant star and then can also bring you down instantly, you know. And I think the fat Jew was explaining it very well at the end that like, hey, look, I know I'm going to be phasing out here soon. So I got to find my, my ticket out. And that was the white girl Rosé is his ticket out. He's, he's, he's an investment that he can live off of practically. Mm-hmm. So and on, also working what... with Paris Hilton too. Oh, yeah. On like a fake troll brand. But it like, was kind of cool to see them collab. I mean, collapse can kind of get you far as well. So yeah, he was th- he's thinking like a retirement fund sort of situation. So anyway, do you want to get into your notes? You want to go first? Um, I kind of just wrote like basic stuff. Okay, but that's all right. Primarily wrote about like social media being entertainment and entertainment only. So, you know, people really just want approval and likes. They don't really, you know, care what they post and they get paid a lot of money for what they post. And I think that's crazy to me, especially with the amount of debt we're in as a country. I was like, wow, these people get paid $150,000 for one well, it's post. Because the companies are paying them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but some of these people are really funny. They're like charismatic. They're just, you know, someone that you'd. Then they're, uh, yeah, there's just there's someone that you'd watch because they're they're fun to watch. Or you have the people that are crazy, post the most controversial shit, and also get a lot of views because you know yourself you'd never post that, but you still watch it because yeah, you're like, wow, like that's it's true, but it's terrible at the same time so yeah living vicariously and i think one thing that do you have something to say no okay i'm just reading uh, living vicariously through these these social media folks and i think they it was kind of a theme throughout the whole thing that they struggle with separating their social media life from their their real life and how social media is kind of an act in a way and some uh, some of their fans and even themselves struggle with differentiating the two. You know, like Paris Hilton has been, you know, famous for her entire life, practically. And she's kind of accepted that and that that, that is her, mm-hmm. that on her social media it is her. But in a, in a way, it's still not because she feels that she constantly has to be posting. Yeah, that's but very stressful. For Kirill, who goes by Flut Whisperer, he feels like he's living a double life because he wants to do these creative and inspiring things but yet he's going to nightclubs every single night you know ruining pouring champagne liver. all over girls ruining his liver he's drinking but way he too do, much he's very good at animation he's good at photography like he's done really good photography for a number of celebrities but he just the money is where this is him is going him to nightclubs partying. and stuff yeah taking those videos at parties and he struggles crazy with crazy pictures so. yeah it's not really normal <laughs> and it's not supposed to make sense it's just yeah. really to entertain people yep. and that's what they like you know something to look at when you're feeling down about your own life um people will go and watch things that are crazy yeah. or funny you know well i think because vine was so big because it was just funny oh yeah or it was cute anything like it all of it mm-hmm. it wasn't really anything controversial like nobody was really just like it was only six seconds so you can't really talk about anything in six seconds but you had to really think about what you were going to do in those six seconds to make people want to watch that. So it was almost like a headline. You yeah. look at it and then you're like, mm, is this going to be good? And then you swipe. Or if you didn't like it, 
you know it had to catch you within like the first half second yeah i think that's that's pretty big on like social media i think what a lot of the fans of these individuals believe is that part of this is their true life and i think that's what keeps them around watching them is that they'll see the fat Jew doing something absolutely ridiculous and think that that's his life that's what he wants to do as a human being but in reality it's just him doing it for social media and that's it i mean he's a he's a normal guy he has a nice has a nice house and stuff because he's successful but you know he eats the same white bread that you do mm-hmm. and he does all that crazy stuff so that he can post it and get views and get money from sponsors and stuff like that and i think i think fans and a lot of people that view social media want to believe that that is their life mm-hmm. like that and they Kirill, want that life yeah and that Kirill will go to like enjoys going to these nightclubs and getting absolutely trashed every single and having night having sex and all yeah. these things it's like and i don't know if he really will, enjoys that i think it's just the life he built and yeah. he hates it yeah he's suffering he, with it i mean he what it, i don't know if he has to do the breathalyzer but he just does it maybe to check so he oh, knows I think he's not for, dying. I think that was for a video for like fun. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to okay. do breast eyes or see how drunk we can get before we die. That sort of right. thing. Um, and so it, yeah. I think for young people, they see all this stuff and they're like, oh, I want that. And then they go and they get that and then they realize, you know, they have no private life. Yeah. Like they have no privacy at all anymore. Um, and that's something really hard. Again, you have to build thick skin at such a young age and that's kind of what Paris Hilton had to do. I think she was 21. I know she started at 14 or 15, but when she really took off, she was 21. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy how that happens. So, and it's yeah. actually when people become famous on like quick things. So like that one guy from Justin Timberlake's yeah. Super Bowl performance, it comes and then it goes. Same yep. with like Alex from Target, damn Daniel, like things like that. They were so funny for like, a week i remember yeah. them being so funny for a week we post them we would make memes out of them and then they'd be gone and you don't even know where they are now yeah or there's things that you know come up as time goes along like uh what's his name fat jew sorry mm-hmm. like he'll post stupid shit and you'll be like okay that's funny and he'll just keep getting likes and you'll remember him and then you realize that he's posting things that people have already posted you know? oh yeah that's a whole scandal yeah and it's just a whole thing of People faking who you are, they're plagiarizing things, um, stealing content, which still happens now, but it's a lot harder. He was one of the first people to do that. So, it, um, and I call it, I heard them say something, but I, I call it cut and paste culture. So, you basically take someone's piece of content and then you turn it into your own. You just change up a few things. Yeah. And people do that with school and stuff, and they can get a, they can get away with it. But when it comes to social media and something blowing up, I mean, someone's gonna see it and be like. I've seen this before and I see it a lot on TikTok and I'm like, come on, you can, yeah. think, you can think of something original. I know you can. There's so many ideas out there. Not everything is, you know, made yet. Maybe like 20,000 years, years from now, it'll be all recycled material. But now, I mean, you can come up with cool products and cool things to post and all that yeah. still because there's so much out there, you know, be original. Don't take stuff from other people. Right. So... I think one thing I noticed, uh, oh, there was technically six because there was that model from the Robin, whatever, that Thick, that song, mm-hmm. or Robin Thick. Ra- Ratatowski or something. Yeah, she was also included in that. And I guess one of the themes I noticed with the women in the, the documentary, like Paris and uh, I can't remember her name, 
and uh, part, partly Britney, not not so much. Is she was more approval? comedy. Was that sex sells? I think that was a big uh, theme for a lot of the women, and mm-hmm. how there's such high expectations yep. for women in social media. Britney did mostly comedy, but there was definitely a level of yeah. sex sells to her content, which is, yeah. I would say, if you're a consenting adult, go for it. However, I think there's those, particularly men, that will take that as an invitation. Not that it's the women's fault in any way, but that's just one of the, the dangers of a social media is there are circles where that where that idea of it being an invitation they they get into a small room like echo chamber if you will and just recirculate that like that's one one dangerous thing and social media doesn't exactly i mean it's gotten better but with like body positivity and being like actually who you are and not meeting the expectations of oh you have to look exactly like paris hilton because everyone likes likes her yeah yeah Yeah. Um, there's definitely an issue with our society with body image unfortunately and a lot of women my age, younger, older, they look at their body as, you know, not good enough because they see these models on Instagram who clearly Photoshop or have someone Photoshop and have some professional stuff artists out. and will have professional editors. I mean, editors, it's, yeah. you know, it's fake. And uh, what I love about social media now is there's these people, um, these women coming out with these accounts that are like, you know, this is my body right before they eat. And then this is also my body, like, 20 minutes after they eat a giant meal and it's the same they look the same um they do not look the same sorry they you know they show the realities of having a body that's always changing yeah you know you're bloated of course you're bloated you just ate you know like Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to look thin after you eat you you're supposed to look like you ate something because you need to eat like it's just we're just so ingrained in the fact that we want to look good and, yeah. you know, I even struggle with that sometimes. I'm like, wow, like I got a little bit of pudge down below um, my lower stomach. And I'm like, I literally don't have a flat stomach. Like I want a flat stomach. I want to look, you know, like I can sit down and nothing will roll. It's like, well, OK, everyone has rolls, you know, you can't just sit down and be flat. What? Right. I don't think anyone's like that unless you're struggling with other things. Um, but yeah, I think I the, really... the dangers of that of the social media influencers setting the bar for what you're supposed to look like is dangerous and it it happens it's fake because well it is fake but it happens because these influencers will go on and post a picture and it will get so much attention that a a young girl who like what i don't know what i'm supposed to look like what does society say i'm supposed to look like Mm -hmm. oh that girl has 10 million likes on that one image and she looks like that okay got it taking notes i need to look like that yeah looks at themselves i look nothing like that yeah yeah exactly i must be unlikable you know i don't think my body image issues really started until after about seventh grade and that's because after seventh grade i got my first phone that had access to the internet like meaning like social media stuff not really an internet but i had a phone from like nine years old it was just a flip phone you could call people and whatnot and then in middle school, I got a phone that you could just get in touch with people on Facebook. You know, Facebook became kind of big around that time, 2011. And you start to see things and you're like, whoa, what? You know, and you look at your, it's it's a terrible, terrible thing. But you just look at everyone else and you're like low-key judging them in their head. And 
sorry, you're low key judging them in your head and you're like, what, like what changed? Cause like in middle school and in elementary school, you're looking at everyone like, wow, these people are so cool. And now you're looking at their bodies. Like, are we all supposed to look some sort of way? And we're just not accomplishing that at the yep. moment. What's going on? Like, how do we get to that? And it's terrible. Cause you just, you judge yourself, you judge others. Mm-hmm. I mean, you call yourself unhealthy, you call other people unhealthy in your head. Of course, you yeah. never say it out loud, but it's just a, a terrible, um, like, what is it? Circle. It's yeah. It's circle a vicious circle. Vicious circle. Vicious of cycle. Just terribleness of thinking about yourself. And then there's tons of women out there who just hate themselves. And uh, to, I won't lie. Like social media does not help when you're trying to think better about yourself. Yeah. I mean, Brittany, she was talking about that. She hates herself. Like she does not like herself. I don't know why, but when you see things and I remember her saying like, oh, I could never be like that. You know, this person has so many likes over me. I could never get that many likes. Why not? Yeah. Like why, you know, why, why always doubt yourself? But then I can't say anything because I do the same thing. So. <laughs> you just learn over time that you just don't like yourself. And I really, truly think it's not you not liking yourself. I think it's what we see that makes us not like ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the. <laughs> That's good. I think the toxicity of, of that thing that we're talking about, how like a girl will see a, a girl on so Instagram that has a million likes also men fall victim to that as well and not as much in the way of a guy will see another guy on, on Instagram that has a shit ton of likes and think oh I need to get six bag abs and that that will happen but men don't often have the mentality of if I don't look like that then I am absolute trash it becomes more of their expectation of women is that they need to beat they need to meet that 10 million likes image that's also kind of our thing too like we're not we don't think we're trash we just want to we just want to look good right so we want to have like big boobs a big butt but a flat stomach as well yeah no stretch marks no cellulite nothing no scars nothing you don't you don't we don't want any of that right you, you guys don't want any instagram, of that right instagram tells me you guys don't want it yes <laughs> instagram tells me not to like that well instagram and social media also tells you that men won't like that yeah, that's and exactly, same with yeah. vice versa for you. So, you know, guys look at us as like a pair of boobs and a butt, okay? Then social media tells you guys, oh, well, we look at you for, you know, your body. Yeah. And it's all just body yaddy yaddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. So, it's a terrible vicious cycle, so. Well I, well, I definitely think if, you know, consenting adults decide to post that sort of content, it's completely on it's them it's fine but be be it's how our real. society has reacted to it and yeah. what our society has done to to say that oh look if you don't meet this expectation of this 10 million like image then you're worthless yeah i think that's the dangers of of social media now it's gotten better there have been in some improvements of of body image and you know mm-hmm. loving who you are there's people that different. look normal now yeah. like you see people and you're like wow like that's that is yeah. normal to see. It's nice. You know, people are starting to... Because even companies back then would only pick skinny white girls. Yep. They That was all they wanted. They didn't look at anyone else. They thought that was what was popular. So that's all they chose. And that's all they chose. And same with, you know... And we watched a whole documentary about the Abercrombie thing. Oh, yeah. That that's a whole other thing. Yeah. It's just back in that day, which is like the early 2000s, 2000s, even now. But now we're starting to see different bodies different colors and it just makes sense because that's what you see in real life and it's cool you know 
I think one thing that American Meme didn't really touch on much, they kind of did with Paris because she started, I mean, she was famous since she was very young, was how social media has not exactly let young people get famous, but that fame comes to these young people, whether they expect it or not. Because mm-hmm. the, the current, you know, when you, t- well, the current mentality is when you take a picture, it's typically not for you to hold on to as a cherished memory. It's so that you can post it. Yep. So you'll have young people posting it or taking these pictures and posting them and fame finds them like that, that kid that with uh, Justin Timberlake, yep, yep. like fame found him. He just wanted to take a picture with Justin and post it online and thought it was super cool. And then he's suddenly on Ellen yeah. and being interviewed yep. by these really big people and fame found him for good or for bad. And I think that's one of the, the blessings and curses of social media is anyone could take a picture and become famous. Yep. Now, how long that stays is a whole other thing. But, mm-hmm. And I also think that when you are young and you're becoming or you want to be famous because yep. it's... it's because everyone does. Look, I, it's very true. I mean, look, I, I in my personal life, I don't think I want to be famous. I think I want to be <laughs> well known, but more of like the the um like the influencer side, not for something that I really did. Just like not a specific thing. Not a specific thing. Just more you, like who supportive you of something else. If that makes sense. Like you have all these supporting influencers <clears throat> that you know work with politics or brands or things like that something like that would be nice but you know there's people who can dance can sing can act can do none of it but still do and they get a lot of hate for it and I don't think they're ready like they're not mentally ready especially at such a young age I think I can name a few people um Addison Rae would be one Charlie D'Amelio her sister there's quite a few any Vine star, really. Yeah. Jake Paul, Logan Paul. When they were younger, I really don't think that they were ready for all of the hate. They got a lot of love. They did. Back then, yeah. they got a lot of love, and they're still getting some to this day, but they went through a lot to get where they are, and you have to build thick skin at such a, such a young age. And I think that kind of is traumatizing. It takes away from your childhood, really. Like you, you go from really wanna... being a kid to, I now need to create content. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to get hate. And that's, that's anxiety inducing. Because imagine waking up and being like, okay, so I posted like two things yesterday. So today I have to post like yep. 20 things. You're your own social media manager at that point. Yeah. Like, your life and that's is no stressful. Long... It can be very stressful to... And pictures, like, when you said pictures, um, like, when you take them and you have to post them, that is so true. Because whenever I take a photo, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to keep it just for me. Like, I want to post it. I want to let people know that I'm having fun, that I'm doing something cool, or that I'm with someone I like, you know? It's not for me. It may be for me later on. Like, it's just something I'm saving. But in the moment, no, I'm taking it because I want to post it. Like, immediately when I got my braces, I took a picture, I, I posted it. I took videos. I posted those. I took a video in some purple dress and did some video stuff with that, edited a video, and I posted it like the same day because I just was like, this cannot just sit in my phone for fun. No. What's the use of that? We used to take pictures with Polaroid cameras and they would stay in a photo album and the only people that would see them is the people that you took that photo to or had them come over and you would flip through the photo album. Yep. Now you can just send it to the entire wide world in seconds. Yeah. Which I can't, it, I'm not saying is a bad thing, but 
but it's definitely changed it's how taken the photos moment out. yeah it's it's changed how photos and how we capture moments and, and changed it in a way that can be detrimental to in a number your of mental ways. health your <laughs> mental health in a number of ways yeah and then you know there's people who portray their lives to look glamorous like yep. you know when you're looking at these influencers online like the like the documentary was showing their lives look so fun you know they're traveling the world they're taking all these photos they're at parties they're doing so many fun things they're you know they're not at school they're not at a job i mean it counts as a job and they're getting is, paid a lot of money it is work it's work and i don't think we realize like how hard of work it is we just kind of see the fun parts of it the stuff that they post yep and we're like wow we really want that and then you of course finally get that and you're like, we don't want that. Yeah, they're well, they're selling a they're selling <laughs> a lifestyle that they're this is their life, but in reality, it's not, and they might not want it to be because it no, it's not sustainable. Over it. Yeah, it's not not a sustainable lifestyle. So like back back to Kirill, and I, I think DJ Khaled is possibly a, one of the very few individuals of the people that were on that show that is actually selling his real life. Mm-hmm. As in, like, he, when they, they were talking about how he was the king of Snapchat for a while. I th- I can't imagine he, he still is. Yeah, he and, really uh, was. And how he was basically just chronicling his life through Snapchat. I mean, it wasn't really an act. It was him doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Now, he's turned that into a business in a sort of way. He's he's trying to keep ahead of the curves. And if that was a, if it was ever to collapse in on him, I think it would be horrible for him. But I think he's a clever enough guy to... To at least have some uh, retirement funds available and, and stuff like that. He's got his music still. I think f- the only thing I don't agree with DJ Khaled for is him exploiting his son. That's the only thing. I mean, yeah. Because he, he does. You know. I mean, but he like I said, but, he's selling his real life. Yeah. People will want to watch DJ Khaled because... It's still dangerous. Not only is he selling a life, he's selling his life Mm -hmm. like this is actually what he will do but like compared to like Kirill Kirill doesn't want to go to a nightclub every single night in different cities yeah but but he has to because he's been booked with all of these different places and is and has fans that are expecting him to go there or do these things and there was people and get drunk there was a post that he did and he was like you know I'm, I'm gonna be dead soon and then people just post back no no you can't die you can't die yet because I haven't partied with you and he's he realize that people don't care about him yeah they just want to party with him get a picture with him post it let it go viral and that's it he you can die after that yeah sure because he's selling he's selling a lifestyle that is not actually his he's he's basically an actor in Mm -hmm. a way he's living a double life yeah so i think about midway through maybe three quarters of the way through they're talking about how you know the average person will have a family that they can hang out with and will take pictures with and, and, and you'll have that family unit and will fantasize about being famous. And for those that are famous, sometimes it's the complete opposite. They may not have a family that accepts them for who they are or a family that they can go and hang out with possibly because they're so busy. And that's truly what they want. They fantasize about being a normal person. It's almost like you have everything but you want more. I feel like I truly feel like we are never satisfied oh, with no. what we have. And I see myself every single day, you know, things that I accomplish, like getting a new job. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. And then you get there and you're like, 
this is my life. This is my new job. Yay. What's next? What's next? The question's always what's next. You're never happy where you are. And it's kind of cool to see. It's unfortunately cool to see these celebrities be like, wow, I wish I just had a normal life. I wish I didn't do something to get me to where I am. Like I kind of just wish I could go MIA and just kind of live off the grid, get a start a family. Yeah. Be a normal person. And I can't because I, I just, unless all these people die around me, I can't do that because I'm yeah. already so up there that I just can't come back down. Yeah. And um, their fans are living vicariously. Again, they're, they they have this normal family and a normal job, and they wish they had this life that people like Kirill are selling, that that is their life. And they, they fantasize about having that. And they'll go to the parties with Kirill and get to experience that life for a short time. And that's that's all they get to. That's all they need. Mm-hmm. You know, is that one short time? Maybe they'll do it again in another year. But Kirill has to do that every single day. Social media has definitely been a detriment to like letting people be satisfied with where they are. Yep. And then there's people who are infatuated with the people that they love. So like fans that are in love with Paris Hilton, they'll make accounts about her, and you know they'll gain some followers and things like that and they'll kind of become famous in like paris hilton world which is cool but it becomes a little too much in my opinion like you can be obsessed with something i'm sorry you can be obsessed or like something but it may get a little bit too out of hand where you know every single day is you know something that isn't very healthy yeah because they're, well, they're trying to live the life that paris hilton is living yeah. or and she's very kind to them like she living. she really really said that they are more her family than her family even is yeah. like she says that they're she's closer with them than a lot of other people because she just can't trust other people because she really believes that her fans are like her which yeah. they they are i mean i'm sure they are but she's in this crazy world where she's famous and that's just the life she lives now so yeah and that's whether she likes it or not it's mm-hmm. just how she has to live so that you can't once you become famous you can't leave unless it's like a 15 minutes of fame type thing oh yeah which then you're lucky because you got a taste right yeah you so got I that think taste that's the, I, think I think 15 minutes of fame is probably good for uh, you yep i think that's better honestly the best <laughs> the best way to go better than becoming famous for a long period of time is that yep. 15 minutes of fame or maybe you get a good good uh, advertisement or yeah you get a, a good advertisement deal and get a bunch of money and then you everyone forgets about you and that sounds horrible like oh everyone forgot about you but now you can return to that normal life and live the life you want to without the hindrance of being followed around by the paparazzi or mm-hmm. th- having the expectations of posting content every day you can take that experience that you had and go back and do and follow your dreams yep and then way. we watched a documentary on the hype house too yep and the Hype House, they had to create stuff every single day. And there was one head guy in Hype House that would yep. make sure that happened. Yep. And one of their sponsors was Bang Energy. Oh, yeah, Bang Energy. And they had to make content with the Bang Energy or else they wouldn't get paid. Yeah. And, you know, the bill for the house is expensive. And they have, like, what, eight people living there? So mm-hmm. you have to constantly make, make content to pay the bills. Because... You can't just wake up and be like, uh, uh, I'm sick. Yeah. You had to wake up and make stuff. And a lot of them kind of fell under the pressure. Like there was one who would just start throwing stuff in the house yeah. because he was just so mad at everyone because they were making him do things that he probably wanted to do, but wanted to do without being told. Yeah. But 
you can't. I mean, when you're an influencer, you kind of always have to be on the lookout for the next trend or on the lookout for the next post you can do. You always have to be marketing yourself. And that's the scary thing about being an influencer. Yeah. You can't just go MIA for a day. You know, we can't. We can, but they can't because they're going to be like, where'd you go? You know, were you in like a mental hospital? Yeah, if, they come, if they come back, then, then it's going to be destroyed. Yeah. You have to have an explanation of why you were gone. Yeah. And that sucks because sometimes you have to take a break. Sometimes you're so busy. Sometimes you just can't handle it. And you have to go to your followers and be like, I literally am dying. Yeah. And it's awful. And I think the Hype House is a great example of them selling a lifestyle that they do not want to live. No. The, they show on TikTok and on, not Vine anymore, but on TikTok, that they're living this fantastic lifestyle with all these awesome, funny people, you know, dance parties every day and, you know, ball pits and stuff. And in reality, they're doing it because they have to. Yeah. Because if they stop, then they have nothing. Once they stop the button on the, what is it? Once they hit the stop button on the phone, they're they're all just like not wanting to be there yeah they're like okay we're done oh thank god yeah because they go back to whatever go they're selling a lifestyle you know? that they did not intend to live yeah they sold they they're were, selling a lifestyle that makes them money yeah and they were originally making money on their own but then they got so big that now they were asked to be part of this hype house and of course you can't really say no to hype house because it can get you even bigger which of course who who doesn't want that if you're not continuing but, to excel then you're going to disappear right and that's the mentality they all have well this episode's been kind of kind of a downer i guess i mean talking about the dangers of social media but it's been like an it, uh, it, yeah it, it has been a downer but a it's cautionary also cautionary tale if you will sure it's been positive though to like learn about how people live that, we, that we got it pretty good compared to the famous people <laughs> yeah yeah I'd like so, so pre- like take some time to appreciate money, what you have now like money not be so content much, with what you have because there are those that that you might look up to like paris hilton that you think are their lives are so fantastic and in reality they're they're living a lie basically have to constantly be improving so it's a it's yeah. very high pace very high stress it's very stressful so you know take some time to appreciate what you got now the humble things that you have now they may not be fantastic but you're probably you can take a break okay. from social media yeah, no, you no, can no, take, no. T- appreciate we the break appreciate from social media. We appreciate you for taking a break. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a cautionary tale. It's 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 all right. If you have the time to watch American Meme, go check it out. But, um, yeah, I think that ends our episode for yep. today. This episode was really fun, and we really enjoyed the documentary, and I think you guys should go check it out. Um, just get, like, a little bit more of a taste of what these influencers go through on a day-to-day basis. I know a few of them have kind of gone off the charts a little bit but there are some you can even look into now that are still popping yeah just look at their life and be like you good you all right you doing good up in there (laughs) all right well thank you for joining us on this episode and we will see you next time on etc ETC. Bye. bye